0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic double down on Neil Lennon As anger and frustration continues amongst certain fans Everything's coming together nicely According to Rangers captain James Tavernier And Stevie Clark says he can be cautiously optimistic About Scotland's World Cup group I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me this evening Gordon DL and Roger Hanna And it's all about the managers this midweek Neil Lennon gets his stay of execution again from the Celtic board Stephen Gerrard ready to take Rangers to Poznan Looking for 26 games Unbeaten from the start of the season And as you say Steve Clark Eyeing Qatar 2022 With a bit more optimism After that World Cup draw Last night Gordon Gordon DL From the comfort of your own home What have you made of things Over the last couple of days Since we spoke to you last Yeah never a dull moment In Scottish football Gordon I've been watching it From my living room uh, interesting to hear the programme, especially last night, Celtic fans on complaining again about the Celtic manager, a performance at the weekend, want them removed, the board standing firm, uh, making the decision saying they're going to review it probably after the Rangers game. So it's a big uh, seven games coming up for Neil Lennon. Yeah, and a lot of talk about tears today in the news. Everything's been about tears. Is it true that you were in tears when you got those stitches removed this afternoon? <laughs> oh, let me tell you. <laughs> that was very, very sore. And I can all apologise to the young nurse who had to witness that. But uh, I'm on the men now, Gordon, and I'll be back in the studio on Thursday and I will be back beside Roger next Tuesday. Looking oh, forward to it. The news everybody's been waiting for, Roger. Yeah. People's Christmases were hanging in the balance. They thought that <laughs> things were going to be ruined if Dazzler couldn't get back in the studio. But the stitches are out and he's almost back Yes, he's always sounding a lot better But looking forward to seeing him in a day or two He's dying to get back to work He was telling me earlier on The only bad news he was getting excited When he heard the exams were off But he's still going to have to do Beat the pundit in the full-time teaser <laughs> He certainly is 01419511025 That is the number you need to have your say tonight You can tweet us as well, of course You'll find us over there At Clyde SSB A few things doing the rounds in Scottish football today We're going to hear from Stevie Clark. Uh, regarding that World Cup qualification group Some comments from James Tavernier Rangers are in a bit of disciplinary trouble from UEFA uh, After a late kick-off um, But I think, as always, over the last couple of weeks There is pretty much only one place to start Roger Hanna And that is with the ongoing situation If you can call it that At Celtic The form on the pitch The frustration of the fans off it The continued support for Neil Lennon by the board As Broke live on the show last night And uh, it's not really going away anytime soon No um, And I think the two opposing sides of the argument If you like Gordon Are really doubling down on their opinion um, The board Dermot Desmond, Peter Lowell Have stayed steadfast In their support of Neil Lennon from day one There have been calls in this show Probably from the Ferenc Faros Getting the elimination of the, from the Champions League Right through the old firm defeat And through this run of just two wins in 12 games 17 goals lost in those five Europa League games uh, 13 points behind Rangers now and Albeit with a couple of games in hand In this quest for 10 in a row um, But as the board doubled down In their support of, of Neil Lennon and John Kennedy And, and the backroom team So too does a, an increasingly vocal element Among the Celtic support double down In their opposition to Neil Lennon And their demand for change There have been protests outside Celtic Park After the Ross County Betfred Cup defeat After that draw with St Johnson at the weekend um, Leland Thursday night And then Kilmarnock 
on Sunday afternoon You have to wonder if there are going to be repeats of those ugly scenes again Yeah, Gordon Deal, what did you make of that statement last night? Because that's the thing that's that's kicked this on again It's developed the story a little bit further um, And it looks like, well it, it doesn't look like It's certain that the Celtic board are definitely standing by Neil Lennon um, For the foreseeable What did you make of that when you heard it last night? Well, I think it was a statement that had to be said, Gordon, whether you agree or disagree. Uh, that's a different matter, I'm sure. There's a big percentage of Celtic fans out there wanting Neil Lennon removed from the post. But this, the board have stood firm and uh, they've backed their manager. And, you know, Celtic fans have just got to buckle down now and realise that that's the way it's going to go. Uh, no matter if they go and protest or whatever, uh, Neil Lennon will be in charge. The board have, has already said that. It's up to him now. To start getting results, can he do that? Performances, can he do that? There's a lot of question marks. Well, I was a bit disappointing, Gordon. I listened to the show last night. Now, I can totally understand the views of Celtic supporters because if you're asking me just now, if I was in charge of Celtic, would I remove Neil? I probably would on the basis of the fact that I think he's tried everything. You know, formations, different players. He's tried everything. he got to tune out these players and it doesn't seem to be working. That's only my personal opinion. But when you listen to the Celtic supporters last night threatening a club with keeping the finances back and the top tier will be closed next year, this is a Celtic team and a club that have... You know, as a Celtic fan over the last few years, it must have been absolutely fantastic. You can't just pick because they're not winning. I know 10 in a row is very important. This is the time right now, right now, whether you agree or disagree with the decision from the board, you have got to support your manager, your players and your club. What do you think? What did you make of the statement last night? 01419511025. You said it was... Um, whether you agree with it or not, it, it was a big decision, Gordon. Did it, did it surprise you? Yes, I've got to say, especially after uh, the performance on Sunday, but would it have uh, been the right decision after they came out days prior, Gordon, and said that Neil Lennon had the backing? Obviously, you know, they've had a phone call with Neil. They've gave Neil the backing up until Rangers game. Now, as much, you'd be probably sitting here and I looked at the fixture list and you'd be thinking up until the Rangers game, you know, they won all the games. They could begin there with a bit of confidence. But after watching them against St Johnston, Ross County, you know, the goals that they're shipping, their body language, the formations, everything that everybody's talking about, you couldn't count on that. So I think, you know, coming up in the next couple of weeks, especially at the weekend, and they have got home games, that doesn't seem to matter just now. It's not a great advantage to them. But they have to find something somewhere to get into this Rangers game with a bit of confidence. Because if they don't, then I certainly would see the board making that decision Pulling the plug Neil. Progress will be reviewed in the new year Roger Hanna So that's a strong statement It's a strong show of faith If you like in Neil Lennon uh, how, how strong How strong can that be? Now granted I'm about to put forward to you A potentially exaggerated scenario I'm not for a second saying this will happen But, but does that statement last night Mean Neil Lennon would still be in job in the job If he fails to win any of the games in all of the games I should say He fails to win them all In the run to the Rangers game He still gets that Rangers game Is that what that is that what that statement said? No I don't think the statement said that um, If you're looking at extremes like that I, I would say if you're manager of Cowden, Beath or Stenhouse Muir And you lose 8 or 9 games in the trot Then you're going to get the sack And if you're manager of Celtic And you lose 8 or 9 games in the trot You're going to get the sack So I think the board Still have the belief They share the belief that Neil has in himself That 
they can turn it round. I think the phrase used in the statement was knows what it takes to bring success to the football club. So the board have to believe that never mind Lille Thursday night, Celtic at the bottom in the section anyway. But come Sunday against Kilmarnock that they can get the win that and they, they may kick off sixteen points behind, remember? Rangers playing twelve o'clock again, there's that possibility. But the board have to believe that they can beat Kilmarnock. And then they can beat Hearts and win the Scottish Cup final in a quadruple treble. And then go and beat Ross County and avenge that Betfred Cup defeat. And win at Hamilton and Boxing Day and beat Dundee United at Celtic Park. So that they're in a better place when they go to Ibrox. To answer your question, if they lose every game before Ibrox, it's not just Neil Lennon that'll be out of the building, believe me. Those are the thoughts of Roger Hanna, but what do you think? 0141-951-1025. James in Edinburgh, sum up your feelings tonight. Oh, I think he's pretty much covered all the points that I was looking to make there. Very frustrated being a Celtic fan, I have to say, and disillusioned uh, from the decision of the board uh, yesterday in the statement that they put out. I just can't see how they can justify uh, their decision. Uh, there's nothing that backs it up. So I think, you know, just like most other Celtic fans, particularly last night in the show, really frustrated and just feel that, you know, the voice that we're, we're, we've not got a voice anymore, you know, in regards to. You know, because we're not in the stadiums, you know, we can't kind of vent our frustrations, you know, when we're at the matches. So I just feel that, you know, we're, we're at a loose end here. We're having to do what the board uh, tell us to do and we just feel that it's not the right decision. We're going to lose 10 in a row and we feel that we've lost that already, actually. So I yeah. think there's no direction. I mean, James, you say there's, there's nothing to back that up. There's no justification for this decision. I'm sure the board would tell you, and if you read the, the, the statement, their justification is that he understands the pressure and the environment. As his outstanding record as a manager, captain and player demonstrates, he knows what it takes to be as successful at Celtic and he's delivered success with many of the current squad of players who understand his methods and approach. So, so that is their justification. Why, why is that not doing it for you? Well, I mean, that, uh, there's no doubt. I mean, Neil, Legend, uh, Neil Lennon, in my eyes, is a legend, absolutely, for what he's done with the club and the years that he's spent with the club. But the board, surely, uh, you know, they have a responsibility about what's happening now. The players don't seem to be playing for for him. Uh, tactically, you know, formation-wise, he's tried pretty much everything that he can possibly do. Uh, he's been out the Champions League, the Europa League, you know, the League Cup. Well, obviously lost the league in my opinion so I mean for me that's where uh, you've got to look at you know there's no way of turning this season around I don't think under the current management uh, so uh, I just don't know where we're going to go from here I don't see as if the board have got a plan B either Gordon Deal, what's your take on, on James's view on things? Yeah I can understand where James is coming from he's not the only one I, I said at the top of the show Gordon if it was my decision um, you know unfortunately if I had to make it I would I would probably look to bring in a fresh manager bring in something that could maybe spark it not because I think the board's writing a statement Neil Lennon he can back all these stats up about he knows the club he knows how he won he's won trophies he's a winner he's a Celtic man he loves the club but I just look at Celtic just now, I look at the manager, he's tried everything, you know, he's different formation, different personnel, everything different, you know, he's tried his very best to try and change that and still he's not getting a tune out of the players. Now where I'll, I'll say to James is, it doesn't matter who the manager is for me, 
I think that uh, the players have got responsibility. Not whether you like Neil Lennon or don't like him, whether you like any manager or don't like a manager. You're out there playing for yourself first and foremost and your family. You're out there playing for a, a club besides your Celtic Football Club. You're out there playing for the fact that you can go and get in the history books of 10 in a row. You don't need a, a manager to motivate you for that. But I look at this team just now and it needs a spark, Gordon. It really needs a spark. Now, one I can't see on the pitch because even everyone talks about how great and he has been, Scott Brown has been for Celtic. Scott Brown can't give them that spark that he, he normally gives them on the pitch. So they need to get it from somewhere else. And I think that bringing in a fresh manager just with a different voice may just give them that spark. James, are you able to acknowledge that you disagree with the statement and that you think a managerial change is needed, but take it on the chin and get behind Neil Lennon and get the t- get behind the team between now and January? Is that something you'll you'll manage, or are you too far gone? No, absolutely. My Celtic supporter and we back our team, you know, through through the good times and the bad times, uh, and that will never change. And you've just got to accept it. And you know, between now and you know the the game and the second of January, we'll, I'll get behind them. But I just don't see things changing, unfortunately. And the style of football they're playing as well is well, it's not the the Celtic style, shall we say? So, but yeah, as a Celtic supporter, I'll always back the team and and I'll back the manager, despite the fact that my own personal opinion is I don't think. They should be there, and I think uh, they should be a fresh pair, uh, a fresh coach. Sorry, uh, you know, to try and get some sort of kind of uh, kick and spark in that team. But yeah, absolutely. Of course, I'm going to back them. I'm a Celtic supporter, and uh, that's, that'll always be that. So, good man, James in Edinburgh. Thank you so much for kicking us off tonight. Let's bring in Tam, who is just along the road in Clyde Bank. What's your take on all of this, Tam? Good evening, guys. Uh, I've been listening to the show tonight. I've been listening last night, the night before, all this controversy with Neil Lennon, Selleck, etc. Performances. Will we sack him? Will we no sack him? There's people phoning in. Oh, want, want, want to put his head in, head in a guillotine and all that kind of stuff, right? Now, looking at the fixture list, all right, if we can forget Europe tomorrow night, win, lose, or draw, it's no important. Kilmarnock, Ross County, Hamilton, Dundee United, four league games. They, they teams, and a, a Celtic side that, that can perform, and we know they can, and they've, they've got good players, and they've got a good squad, they're easily beatable. There's 12 points there. If we can't beat Hearts in the Scottish Cup final, and they're in the second division, good God, we'll lift the Scottish Cup, and we get into the Rangers game with five wins under our belt, plus a Scottish Cup. And if we can turn Rangers over in the second of January, I'll tell you, there'll be a lot of Celtic supporters, all the ones phoning in, they'll be eating their words. And all the ones, all the dafties up at Parkhead, throwing fences about and all that carry on. This is on paper, I know the game's not played in paper, but on paper, that's easy. Unfortunately, they, they better they better mm. put a stick of dynamite under them or something like that. I suppose the only thing that you, I'm sure you expect me to bring this point up, Tam, because it's staring us in the face. If they're all winnable, were St Johnson, Ross County, even Sparta Prague not winnable? Well, I mean, home well, games against St Johnson and Ross County, Tam. Well, not I, you know you can. No. That's 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 not even bringing in to the equation AC Milan's or, or Rangers or Aberdeen or Hibs. Yeah, listen, Tam said that should be easy. Just look at the games. In isolation Kilmarnock Celtic dropped points At Rugby Park already This season uh, Ross County Won at Celtic Park Nine days ago 
Dundee United Celtic needed a very late goal by Alba Rajetti to, to win it Tannadice earlier in the season Nothing at the minute is easy for Celtic Now Tam That's an opinion that You know He's speaking from the same hymn sheet If you like As the Celtic board As Neil Lennon That's what they'll be saying internally If we win these five games Boys We're in a far better position to go to Ibrox on the 2nd of January But You know For a few weeks now Gordon we've saying Celtic have got some must win games The difficulty with must win games is You must win them And now Take Lille out the equation As we said earlier Celtic have to win every game Not just until Ibrox Celtic may need to win every game Between now mm. And the end of the season I mean Tam you mentioned That the next game is Kilmarnock at Celtic Park And you're right If the game was played on paper And most of us would expect Celtic to win that game You could argue that Kilmarnock are well, they're certainly better than Ross County They're probably better than St Johnston So what, what makes you so optimistic About this weekend? Well a Celtic side That we all know We all know They can play Right The secret is here Is that we're all wondering How to get it Is, is to unearth that secret And get them playing and get them scoring, right? Now, you guys, listen, do you remember a way back, there was a situation with Alex Ferguson, a way back when he was first at Man United, the first, I think it was the third season or something like that, and I remember years ago watching an interview, and he was describing all the Man United fans were shouting for his head, and he was still up the top of the table, second place or something, third place, but he couldn't win the league, right? And I'm not talking about that Mark Robbins goal, the FA Cup final, the one that got them there and all that, we're talking about the league and the performances and all that. And he was at his wit's end. And I remember listening to him in an interview and it came back to me. Neil Lennon is obviously... He's, he, he's trying to figure a way out here to get these guys doing the business right. And I remember Alex Ferguson saying, bear in mind, it's Man United, right? This is Celtic, right? But he did say, he says, what I had to do was change the midfield. And he, and he, and he dropped Brian Robson, Gordon Stratton, Remy Moses... You get rid of Norman Whiteside, Paul McGrath, all the anchor men. Now, okay, Man United might have been in a position to do that, and they had a squad maybe to do that. But Lennon's going to maybe need to make some courageous decisions as regarding the squad. I don't know. Everybody's just saying he's went a three-five-two, no, it's a four-four-two, and he's changed this, and he's changed that. But whatever. He's going to need to make some courageous decisions in that squad Yeah, it's, it's a fair point, Gordon what, what what would a courageous decision look like at this stage, Gordon DL? I mean, the last time Celtic went up to uh, McDermott Park Neil Lennon didn't start Scott Brown This time he took him off after an hour By Celtic standards, those are quite courageous Or they're, um, they're out of the norm Barkas has been in and Baines has been in and, and Duffy eventually got dropped Edward's been dropped because his form uh, wasn't good What? What courageous rolls of the dice does Neil Lennon have left? Um, well, he's got big decisions gone because he's got to look at players now and think, right, my job depends on the next, what, six, seven games, getting up to Rangers. It depends on that, whether I'm going to stay the Celtic manager. So he'll get a feel for the, the players in training. I think he's got to go with the guys that he firmly believes and whether that's leave out your captain, Scott Brown, altogether, Drop one or two players, bring in guys that you know has got to give you everything for a jersey. Because let's be honest just now, the players have got to take a little look at themselves. I don't think they're given as much as they should. And I think but that's that what I mean, who, 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 does, who, who have you got in mind when you talk about playing these guys? Because has everyone, has a lot of, a lot of them not had significant chances? Yeah, I look at, I, I look at, um, I look at players at Ayer, for instance, for me. Um, I think he just... 
stroll, tries to stroll through a game. I think that you look at Edward up front, I think that um, with the talent he's got, he should be given a lot more. The big problem with Edward is he's probably one of these players that you go, well, he's got to be a gimme. He's got to play there. I like to look at the fact that Turnbull came on the other day there. I thought you, you need a bit more younger players in there. Now, the argument is quite simple, and I heard it with Jim Duffy, and he made a great point. Davis at Rangers is running the show at 35 years age or whatever. It's not age with Scott Brown. The fact that Scott Brown's out for him, you need to take him out of the team. Bring in the Turnbull. Give the guys the opportunity. There are people been sitting in that bench week in, week out, Gordon, watching the performances. And every time they turn up, it's the same. They're not getting a chance. They're getting a, 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 a small part to play. Maybe it's just an opportunity now for Neil Lennon to turn around and say, do you know what, guys? I've got seven games. I'm going to depend on you. I'm going to put you on there the Turnbulls of this world, get them on there because I think they'll bring a freshness, they'll bring an energy, they'll bring something, they're good players and they've got an opportunity and a chance to go and really start something for Neil Lennon and mm. Celtic. Alright, thank you to Tan and Clyde Banker, 141951 We're going to hear from Neil Lennon and of course you, more of your calls next. Tackle the headlines 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL is joining us from the comfort of his own home this evening Roger Hanna's in the studio And they're both waiting for your calls Usual number or Twitter at Clyde SSB Very, very busy on the phones again So let's get stuck straight back in with Alec in Parkhead Alec, how would you sum up your feelings about what's happening at the moment? Uh, it's, it's quite sad uh, Gordon, obviously, hi Gordon and Roger uh, As I said to, to the producer when I phoned you know, I Celtic fans, you know, we have been spoiled, right? And, you know, fair play to Rangers. You know, Rangers have, uh, Rangers are just blown teams away, let's put it that way. And, you know, I, I feel as if, you know, Neil Lennon is a legend, but I don't think the board knew of the guy any favours. And to be fair, perfectly honest with you, I, you know, I even think that, you know, we're a change of manager now. Now they're talking about keeping Neil in to the old firm game. I'm telling you now, you know, watching Celtic and the guy Tam that was on, you know, for Clyde Bank saying that on paper these games are easy. I'm sure we were saying that before we played Ross County and before we played St Johnson. Uh, I don't know what's happened. As a Celtic fan and a Celtic supporter and a Celtic season book holder, I don't know what's happened. We have paid, I mean, I've, I've paid 5 50 for my season book. I let them keep my £130 for last season. I, I don't, I, I, it's no about, you know, flinging the, the, the dummy out the pram, right? You know, we can't, I know that we can't win everything. It's no the way, uh, it, it's it's a way that we've lost it. You know, I don't see any fight. You know, I, I just, I'm totally disillusioned. I can't believe how we can come so far. And and yet get back so so quickly in such in such a short space of time. Yeah, I mean, Alec, the first one of the first words you said there was sad. You know, you said that you're saddened. Is that the is that the overriding emotion? Is that the overriding feeling you've got at the moment? I I I got because you know this is this was you know I know this was nine year and this was meant to be you know we've, we've said it. I've been on the show for years saying it. You know, ten in a row, and I feel as if our season hasn't even started yet. And I and I can guarantee you, 
Rangers are going to, what, what we've done to Rangers early years, and I say to the producers, well, we're phoned up and there's other guys phoned up and you saying, well, how many Rangers players would in the Celtic team? Let's switch it. How many Celtic players at this current time, including your Cal McGregor, including, including your Edward, would get in your Rangers team? None. None. The Celtic board have got a big part to play in us. Obviously, I don't know who has sanctioned the signings. I don't know. But for a club the size of Celtic, with 60 or 50-odd thousand season bit holders in a waiting list that length for your earn, things will be things are going to change next season. And it's no just because Rangers have, have stoked 10 in a row. That's not how I'm feeling. I've watched Rangers. Rangers are playing good football. It's the way the team, the management, John Kennedy, and Steve Neil, Neil's got to go. John Kennedy's got to walk with him. That's a must. Roger. Um... Ali, you said at the start, you know, you spoke about a change of manager. Can anyone guarantee a change of manager would result in improved results and performances? Because for me, Celtic's problems run a whole lot deeper than Neil Lennon and John Kennedy. You know, you, you look at the group and the players who have been brought in, there, there's an argument that the players just aren't good enough. And it doesn't matter who would come in to replace Neil Lennon. Those players aren't going to turn this season around For various reasons You know Some of the new ones Just aren't good enough Some of the old ones Are just Probably past their best And It needs The whole squad Needs renovated People have focused in the last I think it's 51 or 52 days Since the old firm defeat to Rangers And The start of this run of two wins in ten The focus has been on Neil Lennon's job But We've said a couple of times in the show What about the players? When well, do the players take responsibility And when is the question asked Maybe some of them just aren't good enough for this Hold on though So just because you can't guarantee That a, man- a change of manager fixes things y- You just don't try I'm sure a lot of Celtic fans would struggle with that logic Yeah but uh, listen There seems to be a mantra of Lennon out Lennon Well it's out. the quickest fix is it not How long have we watched football ma- Managers pay the price You're right a lot of the players clearly And then the recruitment who's identifying them but you, you you cannot get rid of a full team of players You cannot overhaul a recruitment system overnight What you can do is change manager and hope that it, it fixes things So what happens if they change manager and it doesn't fix things Gordon? The new manager comes in tomorrow And there's another run of two wins in 12 games because of the players But that's what I'm saying Do, do it, they, Does that manager go as well? But, but that's what I'm saying then Of course that remains a possibility But because you cannot guarantee that a manager change fixes it You just don't try I think that's part of the issue with the board The board are taking... I'm on the outside of it looking in The board to me look as if they're taking a more strategic view of this That they maybe appreciate that all the problems Surrounding the place at the minute Are not all the fault of Neil Lennon And you don't just throw Neil Lennon out You know uh, Because a few people are shouting for him to be out You actually look at it from inside and say Well listen That that issue we've got there with recruitment That's not really Neil's fault That issue we've got here with Hmm. Player A and player B and player C with you know their issues that can't really be resolved by a manager and won't be resolved by another yeah, manager. To be if fair another though, manager comes in tomorrow, does that make Odds and Edward any happier? Is that not on the verge of patronising fans though and and trying to to put words in their mouth? I don't think there is any Celtic fan out there who thinks that it's only Neil Lennon. I've not heard anyone say that it's only Neil Lennon. But again, that that in itself is not enough reason to to not look at ways to fix it. Well, there are loads of ways to fix it. You could go to the January the 1st and sell all of these players that Neil Lennon says don't want to be there, and you could rebuild the squad from there. Gordon Deal? 
Uh, I totally understand what Roger's saying, but I said it earlier, Gordon, that I would make the change because you're right. Um, you can't you can't change a full team. They're on contracts. You can't change them. It's too much money. It's too many players. Whatever. I think the players just now are a disgrace. I think they're throwing the manager under the bus. I really do. But football, that's just the way it works. Now I look at Neil, and I think Neil Lennon, great Celtic guy, terrific guy, very good manager, very good coach. I just think he's run out of ideas with these players, and I don't know that. If a new manager come in, just a different vote, a different thing at training, a different preparation for a game, a different formation, something. You know what like it is, players, the minute a new manager comes in, they get the first result, uh, they get a good game, and all of a sudden they talk about these changes, new manager, and what difference he's made. I just think Celtic's at the position just now, because I cannot believe, like the rest of Celtic fans, how quickly this has exploded. Everything. It's not just one little thing that's went wrong here. Everything's went wrong. Now, the only way I can see it being changed is the fact that someone else different comes in and they get their fingers crossed and hope it gives them that spark. Okay, thank you to Alec. Let's hear a bit from Neil Lennon. We didn't get the chance to get through it all last night. He was so busy. Um, something else that I know lots of you were, were bringing up on social media he says he understands the continuing frustrations of supporters he says some players aren't fit enough and admits that's been the case for a long time well not good like you know but the, I understand the frustrations you know we're not playing well and we're not getting the results that we, we should be getting so yeah I mean there's ways and means and you know some fans are more irate than others but at the minute I would agree with them that our performances don't merit the quality that we have and if that's on me, then, you know, so be it. If there is going to be a change, so be it. But I'll not stop working and try and get it right. You know, I don't want to preempt anything. I want to keep working and, and trying to turn it around. We need a bit of swagger back in the team that's that's missing at the minute. Some players aren't fit enough. You know, and that's been the case for a long time. Some players are, you know, just not in good form. And, um, you know, we can't keep... They need some respite at some stage and they need some support from me. But again, it's a two-way thing. You know, the players have got to play better. You know, and we're trying everything we can to get those performances right. Jamie is a Celtic fan. Next up on the line, what's your take on things, Jamie? Hi there, uh, Gordon. Hi, panel. Hey. Uh, well, just I've got a few ideas. I mean, like, uh, firstly, I want to say well done to Ross County and St Johnson over the past couple of weeks because they came and done us. Simple as that. Uh, and uh, just before I, I make my main point, I mean, every team has its uh, section of idiot fans, and ours were out in force tonight. So I hope the club identify them and take their season tickets with them. But that's that's nowhere I'm at now. The, the, the boards came out tonight or in the past couple of days and it's back Lennon and said he's there till New Year. So we're not going to get rid of him. It's as simple as that. So we can sit and mumper gums about it. But what I'm on tonight is, is going to put to the panel a few ideas I would have uh, is what are the tangible things that Lennon needs to do. We've sat and talked about this spark and you know these kind of vague ideas but I mean I think the first thing I would do and from the start of the season I was never confident with Barkas. Uh, I, he just didn't instil uh, confidence in me. Uh, I didn't get that feeling that he was the, the buy we wanted. And if the board are going to back Lennon, then I'd like the board to, to make one simple commitment. And as that at New Year, where the transfer window is, go out and get Forster back. It's as simple as that. I think if you have a good goalkeeper, it instills confidence from the back forward. The second thing I would do is, I was a bit concerned when I heard yesterday the rumours about Karamoka Dembele possibly going, where he was lined up to be one of their starlets. Uh, you know, there's a fast kid. 
And that's the thing that's missing from the Celtic team at the moment, I think. I've got a simple philosophy that when you play football, when you've got the ball, you run at them. And when you've no, you run back to get the ball. And there's nothing teams fear more than a full-pelt Celtic team running at them. Rangers this year have been a different gravy, totally. But I don't think they're going to play like that all season. Uh, I always think that mid-season they'll drop a few points and I think probably this is their best part of the season. So it's the kind of things that, that like, it's, it's the material changes I want to put forward. Like, for example, put Turnbull in midfield and put Brown on the bench and bring Brown on if, if Turnbull's not playing well. Make McGregor the captain. And something's gone wrong in training. He needs to make them a, a second quicker and half a second sharper and basically just start taking as many shots as we can at the goals because what I'm seeing is a very, very tentative Celtic in front of goal. And this, you know, this just isn't it. Uh, I think we're at the stage now where the probability is that Rangers are going to win the league and good on them if they do because they're playing good football. But that doesn't mean that it's the case, you know. So I think if we accept the Celtic fans at this point that we've got nothing to lose, then throw the kitchen sink at it and just go for it. And I just wondered what the panel thought was the tangible changes, like the real tangible changes that Lennon needs to be making or the team needs to be making to actually just get us back on track. Because like I said, there's there's nothing better and there's nothing teams fear more when there's a Celtic team running full pelt at them, looking for goals. I just wonder what the panel thought. Gordon? Uh, it makes a, good, a lot of good points there. Um, the thing is, I do believe that if we keep going back to Fraser Foster, now we know Fraser Foster was a top goalkeeper, everyone wanted him back, we thought that he was going to come back, it never happened, they went in, got Barkas, unfortunately for the boy so far it's not worked. Now, you don't know Fraser Foster, I think Celtic must have tried everything in their powers to get Fraser Foster, uh, so it tells me that Fraser Foster probably didn't want to come back to Celtic, um, so whether they look at that in January, I do not know. I, I don't know if they're going to go down that road because the boy Barkas just now is going to take some turnaround to convince the Celtic fans that he's he's been a good signing. Um, he's just not suited into Scottish football. He's come in at a difficult time and it's basically not worked for him. I do believe the guys like Turnbull and players like that, it's time to get them out there. Because you're you're not achieving anything. You know, they're sitting on the bench week in, week out. They're coming on for a, a little part of the game. They've got something to prove. They've got a hunger. They've got a desire. They want to be in the team. It may just be the fact that Neil will need to take the chance now and put them out there and play them. I found astonishing there, Gordon, when you played that interview that Neil Lennon, the manager of Celtic Football Club, and I'm not putting the blame at his door here because I think as a player you've got to take responsibility, saying that we're now into December... And players aren't fit enough. And many games that they're playing, many training sessions and, and the way they're looked after at Lennox Town, I found that baffling that these players are not fat enough. And but, but at the same time, though, at the, how do you, as a, as a management team then, let's not even bother, I'm not wanting to make all this about Neil Lennon, as a club, as a management team, as a, as a hierarchy, how do you allow your players to not be fit? Whose job is it to get them fit? I know what you're saying about personal pride, responsibility. I get that. But whose job is it to make sure the team's fit? Well, I, th I think I think it's a bit, a bit of both. You've got your sports science guys there that'll be measuring your runs and taking your fitness stats and everything, Gordon. But the minute they leave Lennox Town and, you know, they're... <sighs> You can fall into a, a, a bad die. You can you're not looking after yourself properly. You're, you know you're not maintain. You're an athlete now as a football player. 
years ago you were a football player and an athlete, you know, you'd turn up at pre-season probably half a stone overweight and it would take you six weeks to get fit. That's completely different now. The modern day footballer, they're athletes. You know, they look after themselves, whether they've been at training or away from the pitch. You know, so I think that... I think that the players, I think everybody's got to, see, you, you can't look at one thing in Celtic now and just say, well, that is a problem. I think everybody, you can go from recruitment, you can go from players, you can go from manager, you can go from staff. You know, even supporters are coming on and having a go at a club that has been absolutely brilliant over the years and won trophy after trophy and gave them such a, a fantastic time threatening with money Well, we're not going to be paying season tickets because they're not getting their own way in winning. Celtic need to find a way to get back to being the club that they are. 0141 Thank you to Jamie. We'll take more of your calls next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon D. Ellen Roger, Hannah are here. It's 0141 for you to have your say Let's hear from James Tavenier He says he was just as happy with his assists on Sunday As he was with his goal The Rangers captain feels like everything is coming together nicely But insists they'll keep focusing on the short term I'll be happy if I get to 20 Well, at the end of the season Anything's a bonus, you know um, But I said I, w- I wanted to get my assists up And I'm happy to I managed to put Kim, you know, in Yeah, I'm happy Yeah, we've, we've been together for a couple of years now And, you know, everything's come together very nicely um, We had a good pre-season Where we could really work um, everything that we needed to do and you know we've always said that we need to keep the consistency if we come off the back of European games we have to keep the consistency high in domestic foot in, in domestic so I'm very pleased that we are doing that um, but we've got to take game by game can't get ahead of ourselves and it's still early days we've just got to keep moving forward and working hard stating the obvious here Roger but this is obviously part of the part of the equation for all the Celtic fans who are so frustrated phoning in because on on another day Oh, by the way, Dingwall Rangers might just drop points Played in Europe Up to Dingwall Tough place to go All these cliches um, But this Rangers team wins 4-0 And, and just keeps rolling on Yeah um, They now get the right back That's the right back Talking about 20 goals for the season um, They went to Dingwall Noon on a Sunday um, Slippy, slidey pitch uh, Didn't have Ryan Jack or Hellander Left out Barisic in our field uh, And still won 4-0 at a canter Against the team that had won at Celtic Park seven days before So as much as Celtic are in the grip of crisis at the minute Part of that grip is being strengthened by how well Rangers are playing How consistent Rangers are playing And that bit that the Celtic fans are looking at thinking You know, we might be able to turn this round but where do we see Rangers dropping any points? I think that's what's anguishing the Celtic fans almost as much as what's happening with their own team. But not Jamie, the previous caller, Gordon. He said Rangers won't keep this up and maybe when it gets to kind of mid-season, they'll hit a dip. But we've played 16 games. That means Rangers are, are three away from, from the mid-season mark. Anything at all to suggest that, that that won't keep up or what's your own take on it? I, th- I think everyone, if you're honest, Gordon's looking at this Rangers side and thinking, where is the dip going to come from? It shows you how football changes so quickly. You were talking, you know, last year about Celtic serial winners. You know, they just win cups. They know how to get over a line. They were, we had phone calls constantly. James Tavenier's never a, a Rangers captain. Why is he playing? Why is he first pick with goals every single week? All of a sudden, it's a right back 
that's got an ambition to go and try and score 20 goals this season. I think he'll probably score more than that. It's incredible the form that they're showing, but they're not doing it as individuals. They've, for some reason, it's clicked for them in pre-season. Um, and I'm not just talking about their, their strongest starting eleven. No matter who comes into that team, they're working as a team. They're working as a unit, as successful. They hardly look like losing a goal uh, in the league, never mind a game. So, you know, if you're a Celtic fan, you can only hope of two things, that your team starts get finding a bit of forum and Rangers lose a bit of forum. But so far, there's no evidence whatsoever of that happening. Now let's bring in Johnny in Inverary. Hi, Johnny. Hi there, how are you doing guys? Not bad at all. On you go, what's your point tonight? Um, I've been listening to all the phone-ins and stuff, so I'm a Celtic fan, I've got season ticket, well I've got two of them actually. Actually, it's just all the infighting and things, but anyway, not everyone will agree. Some people want to hand their season ticket back, some people don't, it's just their decision. So, um, But some of the wording, um, I'm an estate agent and you always listen to wording that people say for like buying signs, things like that, so you hear some subconscious things. And... Even just in the wee clip he just played there, Neil Lennon said, so be it, twice. He's literally challenging them to sack him. He says it all the time. At the end of things, he has said, so be it, so many times. He might as well say, if they want to sack me, sack me. He always says it, so be it. In that small clip you paid about 10 minutes ago, mm-hmm. it was only 20 seconds long, and so be it, come out twice. He's literally saying, if you don't want me, go. And the board still won't. Still won't do it. He's more or less putting it on a plate. If you don't want me, don't have me. He keeps saying it. So be it. I honestly think um, they've set off this season thinking 10 in a row is their last campaign, whether that's Lowell, Lennon, Brown, this was their swan song. And they're just, we're on this road and we're never coming off this road. Clean slate at the end of the season, win, lose or draw. I think that's where we are. And nothing's going to change. When you said, when you said, you know, so be it, you, you kept mentioning that from Neil Lennon. The Celtic board have been pretty clear last night. That statement, when it came out round about this time, twenty four hours ago, Johnny, the statement very clear. When you heard that news, how did you feel? Ah, I mean, it was time for him to go. To be honest, um, I mean, I support Celtic all the way. It's no problem. I mean, we need to stick by their decisions. They're the guys we pay to do the job. But Neil Lennon himself is virtually saying so be it, and they just keep backing them one thing after the other he admits that he's wrong in some things that he can't change things and I'm trying to change it but if I can't change it and it's my fault so be it he's literally challenging them sack me then literally saying that Roger um, you spoke there Johnny about a clean slate at the end of the season that that wouldn't surprise me at all it wouldn't surprise me that when Celtic start again next season whenever it is middle of June or what have you if there is a complete different look to the boardroom, to the management structure, to the backroom staff and to the playing staff. Um, obviously, the lone players will go away. I think the, the players that Neil Lennon spoke about after Ferenc Varos who don't want to be there, I don't think they will be there. Why are they still playing then at well, the moment? Well, depending who you think he was referring to, and I think we all are in broad agreement who those players are, if you leave those players out, who do you bring in? This is the problem with transfer windows. You you can't you you know you're sort of you can only bring players in in the month of January now, Gordon, and it's a very everyone will tell you it's a very difficult month to to deal with. Um, the players who don't want to be there could have been sold last summer, but then if you sell them last summer, you leave them so it's open to the accusation that Celtic are chasing ten in a row. Why are you selling these players? Mm. Now we've said in the show a number of times before that There's Johnny and all Is, the that, is other that any co- better than Celtic are chasing 10 in a row Why are you playing players who don't want to be there? 
Well, what was, you hear Johnny now? Johnny and all Celtic fans have spoken about ten in a row as a holy grail for a number of years. I don't think a lot of players in that Celtic squad think of mm. ten in a row the same way the supporters do. But what do you do with them, Gordon? Did you say at the start of the season, hey, how many of you here want to be here for ten in a row? You don't want to be there, right? You yeah. can go. Do we put it's too not much? Simple, I, wonder, isn't it? I wonder if we put too much emphasis on that because the obvious comparison is Rangers. So you, if we're if we're saying that the the Celtic players don't quite care about ten in a row as much as the fans do. Well, I'm assuming the same goes over at Ibrox. Then I'm assuming the but Rangers it, players. Hold on, I'm assuming the Rangers players don't quite care about that emotional side of it as much as the fans do. But they're performing okay at the moment. Yeah, but a lot of it depends what you you know how you bill this to the players. When Rangers have signed players, they've spoken to the players, come in here, join the project, we're looking to go here, we're looking to win titles, we're looking to do something in Europe, come in and you know do this. A lot of the time, the Celtic transfer model was built, and always has been built on, come in here, play for a couple of years, build your profile we'll you up, do move. well for us, we'll get you the big move. It worked for Van Dyke, for Dembele, for whoever else you want to say, back in the day, one Yama. But it looks as if the 10... Has maybe convinced people at the club To say to the players who were told they could go Listen guys, just give us another season And those guys aren't giving the club The season they thought they were going to get Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football Okay, beat the pundit time Your chance to win a signed ball And of course take advantage of Gordon Diel Or Roger Hanna in the process So 141 951 1025 Come on here, sign ball up for grabs But you need to call before 7 o'clock You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna is here Gordon DL joins us as well And they're all waiting for you to get your calls in 0141 951 1025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Lots of uh, angry, frustrated, sad Even Alec was sad um, The Celtic fans showing a wide range of emotions on the show tonight Plenty more to come between now and 8 o'clock on the phones I'm sure uh, We're also going to hear from Steve Clark a bit later on Cautiously optimistic about Scotland's World Cup qualification group What do you think of it? You can get your calls in Let's do this first Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Okay Beat the Pundit time Let's see if we can give away a signed ball I'm always on the side of the listeners So I certainly hope Gary And Dumbarton is up to the task tonight How's it going Gary? Not bad yourself? Not too bad at all Are you feeling confident? Yeah, not really though. No. Well, DL got his stitches out today, so he's had quite. He's been on a bit of an emotional roller coaster, so you never know. You might be able to take advantage. Hey. Gary, what's going on in the background? More importantly, my wee boy just dropped his toy. Oh, there's nothing oh, worse. I thought that was Daz. <laughs> thought he bumped the stitches. Oh no, Gary's poor son. <laughs> this is the beauty of live radio, honestly I'll, I'll give you just 15 seconds or so that, that I'm going to test your parenting skills I'll give you a, wee, a short period of time to console your poor child What are you laughing at, Gordon? Where's your heart? <laughs> poor poor oh. boy's heartbroken <laughs> Oh no, poor Gary I thought that was oh, Gordon, honestly that. That, that, that would be how Gordon would sound, Roger If he, if he drops the TV remote, no one's there to pick it up He's had the stitches oh, out That was me here today with the nurse with the stitches, let me tell you He's not too bad so, now he's got, he's got a wee pocket in the blanket That he tucks the remote control into now So it doesn't fall on the floor 
I don't want to know about what he tucks into his wee pocket, let me tell you. Uh, Heads, it will be Roger Hanna taking on Gary. And tails, it will be Gordon Deal. Let's see how it goes. Yes, it's tails. (laughs) Stitches have come out. Let's see if we can Whatever happens, I think we should send Gary's son the football. It's a fair point, given the time of year and everything, the season of goodwill. Are you ready, Gary? Have you sorted that out? Aye, aye, sorted. Good stuff, right? You're up against Gordon Deal, so I'll give him some Clyde 2 to listen to. No, in fact, I can't because he's in his house. I need to press a different button. Uh, let's press this one. See you later, Gordon. There we go. We've got rid of him. Uh, Gary, 30 seconds on the clock, head to head with Gordon, and you can pass. That is all you need to know. You ready? Aye. 30 seconds. Your time starts now. Which Scottish club did Irish international Darren Randolph play for? Uh, Motherwell. Which island nation will Scotland face in World Cup qualifying group? Faroes. Who will referee the Scottish Cup final between Hearts and Celtic in a few weeks? How many goals has James Tavernier scored in the league this season? Ten Which Scottish League 2 side is currently unbeaten in the league? Falkirk Who was the last Scottish manager of Birmingham? McLeish What is the nickname of Falkirk? The Burns Okay, okay, let's bring Gordon DL back Where's that button again? There he is Gordon, can you hear us? Yes, I can, Gordon Great, same set of questions to you, you ready? Go which Scottish club did Irish international Darren Randolph play for? Motherwell Which island nation will Scotland face in World Cup qualifying? Faroes Who will referee the Scottish Cup final between Hearts and Celtic in a few weeks? John, John Wheaton How many goals has James Tavernier scored in the league this season? Uh, nine Which Scottish League 2 side is currently unbeaten in the league? Uh, league 2 side, Queen's Park Who was the last Scottish manager of Birmingham? Uh, Alan McLeish Wow Roger Hanna Has a good game Oh that's, I think that's uh, close Yeah I would, I would get ready For the tiebreaker maybe Gary what's your gut Telling you Do you think you've done enough I think it's tight I think, I think it's, it's probably a draw I think it's tight as well I wonder if we are going uh, To oh. a tiebreaker Let's find out Which Scottish club Did Irish international Darren Randolph play for It was Motherwell You both got it Which island nation uh, Will Scotland face In World Cup qualifying Pharaohs You both got it who will referee the Scottish Cup final between Hearts and Celtic, Roger? John Beaton. It's Bobby Madden. No? No, it's John Beaton. Producer Andy, what are you doing to me here? He's got Bobby Madden written on the sheet. You better Google that quick before we have a riot on our hands. No, it's John Beaton. Who, who, what, did, what did he say? What did Gary say? Gary said Bobby Madden. So go, Gordon, go and does lag your one up. So Gordon DL gets it um, and Gary does not. So Gordon's 3-2 in front. How many goals has James Tavernier scored? In the league it is 10 Gary got it He equalises Which league 2 club Is currently unbeaten In the league It's Queen's Park Gordon goes back in front It's end to end stuff It's an absolute classic Who was the last Scottish manager Of Birmingham It was Alex McLeish Gordon you're one in front After the 7 questions Did Gary get that as well? He did And Gary got one more question Oh no no What is the nickname Of Falkirk the Bairns. Oh, the Bairns He got it And he equalises Last kick of the ball Gary and Dumbarton You've pulled level Well done to you Are you ready for the tiebreaker? Yep. Aye aye That was a great What was the score there? Uh, one, two, three, four Six each I think Oh yeah. Gary Well done yeah, That was not bad at all Right we're going to go to the tiebreaker yep. Now here's the deal I am going to Ask the question I'll need to get Gordon DL I don't know how we're going to do this Because <laughs> he's in his house <laughs> Hello, man, get get your phone. Now you text me straight away. 
Get on WhatsApp right now And text me the answer to this Okay That's the way it's going to have to work This is ridiculous Just ask Gary first And then I'll go after Gary No are you ready uh, Hold on Gordon I'll try to get my internet going here Oh for goodness sake <laughs> Over a crying son of a beat the pundit contestant We've got Gordon DL struggling to text me his answer Because he's at home, are you ready? Uh, no, yet, no <laughs> I'm trying to get your name There you go Unbelievable Right, uh, right okay, the question go, is this go, go, How go. many Republic of Ireland caps Does Aidan McGeady have? Gordon, text me it right now Gary, just you wait until he's sent it Gordon DL How many Republic of Ireland caps does Aidan McGeady have? Gary, what's your guess? 47 47 Gordon Diel What did you go again? I went 75 You did The answer is 93 Gary Get in there I feel for Gary I, I tell you what You were a Tough opponent Gary You were tough And now he needs to Not go back Now he needs to go back And deal with crying children After you've just beat him On the tiebreaker Honestly That was a good game Poor Gary game. Gary Hardlines We wish you well Cheers you too mate Good man Leave you later uh, See you later I should say Gordon DL's neighbours Are just wondering What he's celebrating <laughs> Roger Hanna No they think he's Falling off the recliner again They've not heard a peep Out of him for the last Three weeks Since he had his op And all of a sudden He's celebrating oh, In the recliner I'm back boys I'm He's back. in the recliner The stitches are out He's sitting in the Mushrooms old Breaking training kit He's as happy as a son boy <laughs> <laughs> Right 01419511025 Keep your calls coming in please At Clyde SSB Laurie's a Celtic fan in Denison How would you describe Your feelings at the moment Laurie? I'll tell you how I feel Gordon I First and foremost I'm on the programme To defend Loudly and proudly Our manager Neil Francis Lennon The pride Of Lurgan In the county Of Armagh I And I'm going to preface My comments I, By saying that You know I have to have a Sneaking admiration For Rangers and that they defended their manager, Stephen Gerrard, through two trophyless seasons. Thus far, he's got a ban average of zero over six. Uh, and I listened to their programme night after night last season. And the amount of vitriol that was launched against him by Ranger supporters uh, was deplorable. Uh, they've changed their tune now. Uh, he's, turned round, he's turned things round. So I contrast that the patience demonstrated by Rangers I, with their appointee, Stephen Gerrard, to the calls that I listened to last night. And as a Celtic fan, as a 65-year-old Celtic fan, the vitriol that was launched at Neil Lennon, both uh, at the weekend uh, and the, the, the previous week, uh, was utterly despicable. I listened to people last night accusing a man of being dishonourable, lacking in decency, and saying that he was a disgrace. Those individuals, if they listen tonight, hang your heads in shame, individually and collectively. Neil Lennon has won 11 consecutive trophies. He's earned the right to defend his trophies and keep his job. You know, Neil Lennon... I. Uh, Bleeds green, white, and gold. You know, and these people were also last night, I listened to them one by one, meekly capitulating and waving the, the, the white flag of surrender, uh, saying that the league was over. I can see nothing. I'm behind my team and my manager. The panel's thoughts. 
Laurie's defiant, Roger Yeah, Laurie is defiant um, Laurie, it's interesting that Laurie pointed out his age 65, we had a caller a couple of weeks ago Brian said he was 53 And I think the likes of Laurie and Brian have And I don't want to take anything away from the younger element of the Celtic support But they have a, a more worldly view, shall I say, of this Because Laurie and Brian have lived through Rangers nine in a row Success. They've lived through the times when Aberdeen and Dundee United had the temerity to come in and win league championships and cups. They've lived through times when Rangers have won trebles and Celtic have won nothing. So they know the last nine or ten years for Celtic has been what history will look upon in years to come as a halcyon period. Celtic, if they win the game against Hearts a week on Sunday, a quadruple treble. 12 consecutive domestic honours Never been done before Will probably Gordon Never be done again So Laurie knows What this period has meant To Celtic Football Club In 100 years time 200 years time People will look back On this spell Of 9 or 10 years As being Arguably the greatest Spell of consistent success In Celtic's history And among the people Who take great Share of the of that success Our Neil Lennon Our Scott Brown Our James Forrest Our Callum McGregor People like that um, And Laurie has probably A little bit more patience And a lot more patience With those people that I've mentioned Than, than some other Celtic supporters have at the minute uh, Laurie I wonder about that that comparison though um, About Stephen Gerrard Because I, I get the point Trophyless seasons But the, the Rangers and Celtic Not come at this from from very different places based on the, the the success that Celtic have had. Neil Lennon's remit, I would imagine, was to win 10 in a row. Stephen Gerrard's remit's to stop it. So th- there was always going to be a bit more scope there. Stephen Gerrard was always going to get to to try and stop it. And, and that might be what is on track to happen this season. You're saying, Gordon, but pursuing uh, your argument is logical conclusion... Uh, that would assume that Celtic have got a divine right to success. We don't have a divine right to success. Uh, every title win, any trophy, has to be fought uh, hard. I, the point I'm making is that uh, I, I contrasted the shocking comments I listened to last night. Uh, you know, it, it was just deplorable. Uh, and uh, Against that, I'm weighing up the fact that uh, it would have been so easy for Rangers to... I'll be honest with you, I never saw this coming, as I said to you before. Celtic won the title uh, going away last season, albeit in an an abbreviated campaign by 13 points. I don't think anybody saw this coming. But you know what? I have to say credit to the Rangers board uh, because they did back their man. You know, uh, Katrina failed miserably. Warburton failed miserably. Ali McCoy's failed miserably. So the easiest thing is they could have uh, made a knee-jerk reaction last season when once again they had a blank season, but they're stuck by their man. And the point I'm making is that Celtic have won 11 consecutive trophies. And for these people, come on, these alleged Celtic supporters to come on uh, and excoriate Neil Lennon uh, to me, it's just inconceivable to me. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, there's clearly a line. I want to be very clear about that. No manager deserves personal abuse, and there's a line which which shouldn't be crossed, regardless of whether you think he's doing uh, a bad job or not. So, so that goes without saying. Um, just to be 
to be pretty clear about it. Um, what do you make of Laurie's general point? Well, I'm delighted Laurie's come on and defended his manager um, because there's people out there that will defend Neil Lennon. And Laurie's got a point. You're right, Gordon, about uh, criticism. Criticism's part and parcel of a job. Now, the one thing that Neil Lennon is, he's a Celtic man through and through. He's proven that he can win trophies, what he's achieved at the club, what he's given to the club. He deserves every bit of praise. He deserves every pat in the back. Now, some people now look at the, the team and think, no, they can't go and, and make that challenge. They can't get that 10 in a row. Where I agree with uh, Laurie was, I was disappointed. I listened to the show last night. I was disappointed in the Celtic fans in the sense of a lot of them come on and they were threatening the club with taking their money, talking about the top tier being closed, talking about financial, um, you know, uh, going against Celtic and not renewing season tickets. Laurie's right. But is that is that not a difficult balance, though? Because you use the, the exact phrase, it's their money. And if they don't feel like they want to part with it, it's, they're well within their rights, surely. I can, yeah, yeah, they are, Gordon. But Laurie's correct in what you're saying there. It's okay. That you've no divine right to go and win a title. I think a lot of credit just now goes to Rangers, right? You've got to say that. They've been absolutely brilliant. And Laurie's acknowledged that. Neil Lennon, whether you think he's the right man or not for Celtic just now, deserves every bit of respect. The only reason I said that stop the show was if I was probably in the position, I would make the change, not because he Neil's not a winner, yeah. not because Neil's not a good manager. I just feel that these players are showing uh, Celtic under the bus. I think I think someone might come in and get a different tune out of them. I think Neil's tried everything with uh, his experience and everything he's learned in this game. Now, he might go and turn it round and Laurie may be proven right, but just now there's a lot of Celtic fans negative against that. See, the only thing, also, Laurie, I'd like to explore a bit more with that comparison. You're right in the sense that Steven Gerrard got a level of criticism, Rangers stood by him, and now look at what's happening. But any criticism Steven Gerrard's had last season on this show was nowhere near what Neil Lennon's getting in the now, surely. Yes, I agree with that, Gordon. You're absolutely correct in saying that. Uh, and that's why uh, I feel that it's utterly deplorable and it says more uh, for the lack of confidence uh, of these individuals uh, last night in the programme and the Bamperts who were hurling missiles at the team bus uh, last week. So I cannot disprove what you're saying uh, and it's to the shame of those Celtic fans uh, that they are conducting themselves in the way they have been. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much. That was Laurie 01419511025. We are going to get a good full-time teaser up and running. We're going to take more of your calls and we'll hear from Scotland boss Stevie Clark next as well. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hannes here, Gordon DL joins us as well And there's plenty of time to get your calls in 01419511025 We're going to hear very soon from Scotland boss Stevie Clark On the World Cup qualification group Let us know your thoughts please On the phones and on Twitter Are you happy enough with it? You What, what looks, I don't want to use the word easy That's not allowed But what looks doable? What concerns you? Give us your thoughts We're on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB Right, Here's your teaser very quickly And thank you to Stephen and Bells Hill for sending it in It's a good one, I like this Since 2005 10 Scottish teenagers have played in the Champions League Can you name them? So since 2005 10 Scottish teenagers have played in the Champions League Champions League uh, Billy Gilmer 
Yes, he starts tonight for Chelsea uh, But he came off the bench in their previous match He's the most recent 19 years, 5 months uh, Kieran Tierney Yes Gordon DL, are you going to add anything Or are you just trying to Google it whilst we take care of things well, in the studio? I wouldn't Google it I'm in good form after beat the pundit Oh yeah uh, Scott McTominay No Oh Oh Scottish Champions League Ollie Burke No Roger you're just going to be names now I know I know I'm letting myself <laughs> down I'm, I'm going to check McTominay Just in case This is a sort of Scottish by birth List Just in case But He's not on this list That's all you need to know Okay okay Arsenal Chelsea No Nothing Since 2005 10 Scottish teenagers mm-hmm. oh, And they're over since not a teenager um, I mean our colleague Stephen oh, Mill hey. Has sent Barry Ferguson He wasn't a teenager since 2005 What about Danny Wilson? Yes Okay we'll leave it there Gordon DL You've got some work to do Because you're bringing nothing to the party so far Since 2005 10 Scottish teenagers have played In the Champions League Danny Wilson Kieran Tierney Billy Gilmore Three down Seven to get And as always We're always on the lookout For your questions That's the beauty of the Full time teaser It's you who provides the questions Full time At Clyde1.com Stephen and Bells Hill Thank you very much For that one Let's bring in Greg Who's in Solcoats tonight Hi Greg Hi there Gordon uh, Gordon and uh, Roger How are you doing? All good Greg What's your point Hi, tonight? So, well first of all Congratulate yourself Gordon On picking um, Laurie up on his uh, Point about uh, Treatments of Stephen Gerrard and uh, Neil Lennon. Um, Stephen Gerrard's had nothing near uh, compared to what Neil Lennon's had. And uh, on top of that, the Rangers fans have never chased the team bus at the stadium. So we'd like to congratulate you for that. My point is um, for the panel is this. You all say that um, at no point did anybody see this coming with Celtic and, you know, i seen it coming, so I don't know how any of the panel did me. I mean, the day that Celtic didn't dip into their pockets and pay the money for John McGinn, it was back to the biscuit tin era. Um, Brendan Rodgers was away, and Celtic knew that 10 in a row had slipped. Um, well, we say it slipped. There's no way that they're going to pay out now to go and get big managers or big signings or anything like that. They'll be happy winning the odd title here and there. Um, because they know that the holy grail The ten in a row Has effectively gone Here's the thing though Greg Right, you, I think there's clearly a debate About how that money's been spent Celtic have spent £60 million On transfers in the last four years You can always argue that it's not enough And you want more But that's some biscuit tin £60 million quid in four years Yeah, I totally agree with you However, if you look at how much of that Brendan Rodgers spent See, Brendan Rodgers got the support on the back end of the board Well, well, this year alone, Greg They spent £5 million on Barkas £5 million on Ayeti Going back about 3.5 on Klamala 3.5 on Turnbull A couple on Sorrow One on El Hamed So Neil Lennon's had a bit of financial backing as well Definitely, but that was all to try and bring home the 10 However, we've all identified that all these guys that have came in They're all duds that's you know, what I'm saying But surely that's a separate point Because you kicked off By framing it against the, the failure to capture John McGinn As if Celtic stopped Spending money at that point But they haven't It's nowhere they stopped Spending money um, Well essentially They did that They even went out And done more business That season But it just showed you That they weren't 
they've only got to be held to ransom um, by Scottish teams. But to me, it can set a precedent with Celtic there when they didn't put their hands in the pocket for John McGinn. But as you said, they'll go and pay three and a half million for a Sorrow or a Varkas five million. You know, John McGinn was always, you know, two and a half million, three million. That should have been Celtic should have been signing him. But my point, Gordon, there, sorry, is that now we're going to go to the biscuit tin era. Sorry, I should have said that. Um, I believe that now that Tenerero has gone, that you'll no see the big investment. You'll no see, because, as I said, that Celtic are now going to be coming back. Um, they're absolutely terrible in Europe. Um, you know, so they're not getting any European money coming in. They've been popped out of Europe the last three, four seasons, Champions League, three seasons. Still getting um, money from the Europa League, though. No, of course, but again, in the Europa League, again, I mean, money in the Europa League is based on your home wins, draws and away wins, Gordon. I know you get some value of money for qualifying, but at the same time, Celtic have got one point to what they got, 100 grand or something, you know, for their, for their, group, for their group matches. Um, I just think that now it's imploded, we'll say, that um, Celtic are going to go back to the way that Celtic were during Rangers' nine in a row year. The glory days are back for the Rangers, and there's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, I don't see us losing a goal. And everybody said during Celtic's invincible season, I'm going to lose for them somewhere along the line. Somebody's going to beat them. I don't even see that happening with Rangers at this moment in time, which is another point. But at the same time, you know, Celtic haven't laid a glove on Rangers in any of the last three previous old firms. Um, they kind of get close to us. I know that they won one of the old firms, uh, the cup final, but they still didn't get close to us in the game. Yeah, uh, Roger, fair, fair play to Greg. He said he he saw this coming. I, I'm not sure there were maybe he was one of a few. I'm not sure many did in in March. Say when when the league was called, it, I don't think many saw it coming. Greg did, so hats off to him. I didn't see it coming. And when you look, there's I think we said 50 days between the old firm game on October the 17th and the St Johnson game there at Celtic Park on Sunday. The speed of Celtic's decline has been one of the most alarming you can remember. Um, you know, trying to pitch it forward as Greg was talking about, you know, the turn to the biscuit ten days. I, I think it actually might be the opposite because in the next couple of years, there's, because of the coefficient going up, there's every chance that both Rangers and Celtic could be in the latter qualifying stages and have a good chance of getting into the Champions League groups. Um, I think by the start of next season, Celtic will have sold odds in Edward. Very possibly sold Olivier and Cham, perhaps Christopher Ayer, perhaps Ryan Christie. That's going to bring in an awful lot of money as well. Um, some of the high-earning loan players like Shane Duffy, Mohamed El Yunusi, Diego Laxal, they, they'll be away back to their parent clubs. So I think by, by the summertime, there will be a lot of money and a lot of scope for whoever the Celtic manager might be, Neil Lennon or otherwise, to, to reshape the squad. I think there, there will be finance there. So um, going beyond this season... I think there'll be a change at Celtic, but but this season I think it might be too late to you know change and get back to the dream of ten in a row for Celtic. Gordon Deal. Yeah, congratulations to Greg first and foremost to see that coming because I don't think apart from Greg anybody's seen the decline in Celtic's form. Not just the form, just the way everything's exploded at the the club. It's not just one thing. I don't think you can you know just put all the blame that all started at John McGinn. They've spent money. Whether they've spent that wisely, I don't think they have. I think they've recruited very badly and I don't think that's helped to Celtic at all. Uh, but I don't think you can possibly lay the blame at the Celtic board because 
you know, maybe the timing, the transfers, Gordon. Uh, the the one thing I liked about Rangers this season was um, they went in and they, they were in the transfer market early. They done their business early. They built their squad. They had only one or two bits of the jigsaw to fill in. Whereas Celtic were always chasing, always chasing the goalkeeping situation, and I think that was been a big, big mistake for them. But uh, you know, I don't think that. Well, apart from Greg, I don't think anybody's seen the decline of Celtic coming like this. Greg, I've got folk on Twitter wanting to know if you can tell them the lottery numbers. <laughs> Brilliant. Gordon, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm, you're, you're saying that they've seen it coming, but the Rangers fans seen it coming. That's a fact. Um, in, 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 what, in what way though, Greg? When, when, just before lockdown and before football broke up, when, when you lost at home to Hamilton that night, and the, the points gap got to as big as it was, you thought, ah, this will be fine because Celtic will decline rapidly and before the end of the year, there'll be protests outside calling for the head of Neil Lennon. I don't believe Celtic were playing well last year. I believe Rangers lost the league. Celtic didn't win it. Rangers lost it after New Year. I mean, you can bet your bottom dollar in that, guys. And Did maybe I was a wee bit wrong by saying that um, the... It's maybe the timing of the transfers, maybe the fact that they're all panic buys because I picked up something that Gordon said. Rangers go in, got their business done early, had their squad together for the European qualifiers and what have you. Celtic didn't. Unorganised, you know, last minute transfers, bringing guys in. And maybe that's, you know, I'm not saying that they didn't spend money. They did spend money, but they didn't spend that money wisely, as Gordon said. You know? Okay, Greg, we're going to have to leave it there. We're going to try and squeeze a few more things in. But thank you very much for getting in touch tonight. That was Greg in Solcoats on 141951. 1025 Let's hear a bit from Stevie Clark We've got some other fans hanging on the line as well Stevie Clark says he'll be cautiously optimistic About Scotland's World Cup qualifying draw He says he would have liked to avoid Israel um, But says it's always a good game uh, When the sides meet um, I'm glad he enjoys them well, I think it could have been could have been a tougher draw but I think it's also a dangerous draw The Danes, the Austrians have, have got a really good record recently And obviously they're, they're in pot one and pot two for a reason It means that they've been consistently better than us over the over the past few years, so we have, we have to be careful of them. The Israelis, we know everything about. We know they're a dangerous team as well. We actually lost to them in the last game we played. So without being disrespectful to the, the two minnows in the group, we have to be happy with the, the draw, but very, very wary that it can be a dangerous draw as well. Did it almost seem inevitable that we end up in the same group as Israel again? Not really. I think when you've got so many teams coming out the coming out the pots, you, you're hoping that something different will come out. But listen, it. Both teams know each other inside out. We've played each other a lot. So we'll look forward to playing the Israelis again. Always good games, always good uh, technical games, if you like. Uh, chance to put more wits against each other again. And, and hopefully this time we can we can find a better solution than we did the last time. Roger Hannah, what do you make of that group? We've obviously heard Stevie Clark talk about Israel. We're sick fed up of them. He, he seems quite um, content with it. Um, Austria, Denmark, Faroe Islands, Moldova, Israel... Yeah, if you were going to handpick a top seed, let's be honest about it, Gordon, you'd have gone for the Danes. Um, you could have been in there against the world champions, France. You could have been in there against the reigning European champions, Portugal and Ronaldo, uh, England again. Um, it could have been Spain. It could have been Germany. So I don't think we've done badly there. The Austrians, much of a muchness with a lot of the two teams. You, you, you know, you'd be right to, fan, to fancy them. On Denmark, is it worth bearing in mind that they, although they don't have the glamour, um, I'm not sure if many people have noticed They're above Germany and the Netherlands In the world rankings I think only Belgium have beaten them In the last 23 games Yeah I wouldn't worry too much about the world rankings But they strike me as A team that 
If you get them at Hamden on the right night, you you would have a chance. I believe the fixtures are out, and we've got Denmark at home last of all. Yep. So you'd love to think it could come down to that last day or night at Hamden. Supporters back in 12 months from now, almost 11 months from now, Gordon, surely we could get a few supporters back in, if not all the supporters back in. And why not? Why not get there? Because, you know, they don't have... The world beaters like Cristiano Ronaldo, like Kylian Mbappe, like Timo Werner. There's no, nobody really there that would completely terrify you. Good players, yes. But I think this draw does give Scotland a chance. Yeah, as Roger says, fixtures have been announced tonight. Scotland against Austria will kick things off 25th of March. That first triple header is Austria at home, Israel away, then Faroe Islands at home. Uh, we'll then break for a bit. We'll go to the Euros, probably win it. Then we'll come back. Uh, Denmark away. I won't run through them all But then we then we meet Moldova For the first time And eventually the group finishes Monday 15th November 2021 Scotland against Denmark At Hamden um, What about Moldova Gordon? What sort of shape do they play? Who, who's the, who the who the real danger men for Moldova? Uh, the two wide men are very very quick Gordon Very busy Not very good at the back They play 4-2-3-1 normally um, I can't believe he's even yeah. given this a go I'm just going to stop this Before you insult anyone any further um, Seriously though Overall what about the group? Uh, I think it's exciting I think that uh, f- The first three games Two at home It's important that like every other tournament The uh, group stages Sorry You have to get off to a good start Win your home games Israel well we know inside out He doesn't really need to do a lot of homework for that But if we can go off to a good start, Gordon, and build confidence, and uh, you know we've seen before we can rise to the occasion. We've got some really talented players in there, and it's an exciting group. Yeah, pot one and two, Roger could have been worse. I think we'll leave it at that. You need to be mad to call it easy or anything like that, but but could have been worse probably covers it. On the flip side, Israel is about as tough as as could have come out of pot four. Are we beyond? Please tell me we're beyond the stage. Don't don't make me bring up what's happened against Moldova and the Pharaohs in the past. Uh, Israel will be tough, but at least we know what they're like, you know. And hopefully, we'll be able to hatch a plan to beat them. Um, the Pharaohs, Pharaohs are nice. If you look, you know, they used to be minnows. They're in point five. They're a point above Moldova, so they should be a better team than Moldova, you would think. So they will be a threat, but surely that's six points in the bag. Moldova, I was actually inches in, I think it was 2004 when the night the Tartan army turned on Bertie Vox. A horrible trip, a freezing cold night, a dismal performance and we couldn't wait to get out the place, let me tell you. So, can't take anything for granted, somewhere like that, but there is a feel-good factor about Scotland now. When they travel to places like the Faroes and to Moldova, I don't think that sense of trepidation follows them that has followed them in you know previous teams. Well, it's certainly something to get excited about We've got the Euros as well How good would it be to be able to add a World Cup to that? I don't think you could handle Qatar though, Gordon I think we'll need to keep you here You can be the home correspondent you get arrested There's oh, no. absolutely no me chance and the, Me and the mushroom could go abroad and look after each other He'd get sunstroke, you'd get arrested There's no chance um, I'm letting that happen We're going to speak to Frank in Springburn Who's a Celtic fan very soon What about this teaser, Crossy? Is outstanding Crossy has I think Nailed every single Oh no in fact Not quite everyone But he's, he's nearly there I'm looking for Since 2005 10 Scottish teenagers Have played In the Champions League You've got Billy Gilmore Kieran Tierney And Danny Wilson Have you got anything yet Gordon You've been pretty hopeless so far 
Yeah, well, I'm going for one of my favourite players at Motherwell just now, Tony Watt. Yes, second. how could you forget? Um, yeah, just, exactly. You might have heard the story. There was a relatively famous Tony Watt goal in the Champions League. Um, yeah. Roger? Well, I was just thinking about another home game for Celtic against Barca when Ronaldinho was in town. Paul Caddis. Yes, back in 2008, he was 19. Well done. Um, Gordon, I, I could be wrong with this one. Probably. I signed him at Airdrie and he was always bragging about his performance. Was Kyle Hutton? Ah, welcome to the party, Gordon DL. That's a great shout. Kyle Hutton, well done, 19. Played against Man uh, United. And a bit well done. That's a great shout. You've only got one, two, three, four to get. We'll get them next. And oh, the colours just disappeared. We'll get him back. There's plenty more where that came from. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Okay, Roger Hanna and Gordon DL still waiting on your calls We're still here for another 10 minutes or so They've got a bit of work to do on this teaser Thank you to Stephen in Bells Hill Full time at Clyde1.com That's the address you need Tonight he says Since 2005 10 Scottish teenagers have played in the Champions League You're doing pretty well You've got Paul Caddis, Danny Wilson Kyle Hutton, Tony Watt, Kieran Tierney and Billy Gilmore He starts for Chelsea tonight uh, I'll take another name from you Gordon mm, I'll go Stephen Smith Left back Rangers No Roger Hanna oh. uh, Ross McCormack Yes Scored a fairly significant goal yeah. didn't he Porto. <sighs> James Forrest won No Did he, No He was young was he not uh, What about Tony Ralston Yes you remember the Infamous or the famous picture, I should say, laughing in Neymar's face. It obviously wasn't a, a particularly good night on the scoreboard, but a good experience, I'm sure. Two left, we'll leave it there. Um, you've got two to go, so we'll leave it. You've got plenty of time. Let's bring in Frank, who is a Celtic fan in Springburn. There's been so much said, Frank, about what's going wrong at Celtic and what you do to fix it. What's your own opinion? Well, I've, I've listened to Laurie a few times, and I normally agree with most things he says but tonight he's been an absolute disgrace he has just done what Walwell and Dermot the Hermit have done and that's treated with Celtic supporters with contempt right What's, what, he needs to take his head out of Neil Lennon's backside what's manage, what manager or sorry what Celtic manager gets the, is allowed to get knocked out of the Champions League knocked out of the Europa League knocked out of our first domestic cup for four years Allowed to go 13 points behind a team that's won nothing in their entire history, uh, 21 goals behind, and a team that are not a team of players who are not trying a leg and haven't tried a leg since day one of the season. Tell me a bit more about that theory, Frank, because I hear it a lot. Can it be that simple? You think the players are just going out there and just no trying? They're not trying a leg. You can see it clearly. See it. Now, I, I don't mind. Now, Laurie says that, that we, we, we're entitled or whatever. whatever. I can't remember what he said, but anyway, but I don't mind Celtic losing the league. If Celtic lost the league, that's fine. If Rangers, if they deserve to win it, fair enough. But what the fans are not going to tolerate is players not putting in 100%. They're not, they're not competing. That's the bottom line. Who? They're not interested. Who in particular? All of them. Every single well, one. Well, I'll tell you, apart from maybe David Turnbull, see the players that have been on the bench that Len has hardly given a, a chance to. I'll, I'll exempt them. Yeah. Most of the players that Len has been picking 
I've not trying a leg. I get, I get the, I do get the accusation, Gordon. Um, I was just trying to explore it a bit more, but surely there's got to be more to it. So Frank's got, a, I don't know how many people that would be 16, 17, 18 players who quite simply are not trying. There has to be more to it, surely. Yeah, um, there's there's a lot more to it, Gordon. Yeah, it's not just uh, that's the problem at Celtic just now. It's not just the one thing you look at and think, do you know what we could sort that and everything will click back into place. I do agree that there's a few Celtic players out there that probably could give more. I've got to say that I hate saying that about a footballer because it should be a gimme, especially playing for a team and a club the size of Celtic, especially in the importance of the season. And I keep going back to I don't care whether you like the manager or not. You've got to go out there and play for yourself first and foremost. You've got to go out there and play for your club that pay your wages, your supporters that, that pay uh, a lot of hard-earned cash just to support you and back you. So I do think that the caller's got a point. I, I think there's if, if you go and say uh, one or two Celtic players after games, go and look in that mirror and say, I have given everything I possibly could today for a jersey. I think Celtic fans will, would accept the dipping for them. But I do believe that there's a lot more to give. And that's why I was saying about Neil Lennon. You know, I, I, look, I'm delighted the board have went back to him. I've got a lot of time for Neil Lennon. I just feel that Neil has tried everything in his power with every bit of experience he's got as a Celtic manager. I feel for him now because he must be really hurt and I know how much the club means to him. I just feel that you can't change all these players. We know that. That's the way things happen. Something has got to change. And that's why I thought that the board may have just went and changed the manager with a, a different approach. Uh, Roger, I just wonder if things... We search for simplicity, and, and I get that. We want that that one factor, that one reason that, that that's causing everything. But when you speak to professional footballers, and we have them on the show, and you ask them about their experiences in dressing rooms, they tend to say that they can't really remember... Times where they thought that people were deliberately not trying Players can become disillusioned And they can be out of form And, and decision making might go and they, and they might look at it And of course there might be the odd one But, but Frank's got every member of the Celtic team's not trying at the moment And I, I must say I'm, I'm sceptical No, that, listen, that's not the case Some of them are completely out of form As a manager said himself Some of them aren't fit As a manager said himself And some of them because of that, need to have a look at themselves. Um, there are some, again, I'm only going by what the manager says publicly, some of them don't want to be there. And if you don't want to be at your work, you're probably not going to give the same effort, whether it's subconsciously or otherwise. But is, is that the case, though? Because I've always thought that football was a little bit different, or, or, or certainly it can be, and we, we run with that phrase, oh my goodness, they don't want to be there, this is a disgrace. Whereas, realistically, for some people, does that not just mean... Yeah, I'd rather move, I'd rather play at a different level But I can certainly put in a performance and try and earn that move Is it, is it as simple as that? Just be, what, As soon as you acknowledge that you might want to play for another team Everything else falls apart Listen, it's down to individuals um, I don't know what has been said to some of the players at Celtic Whether some of them believe they perhaps might not have been at Celtic this season Whether some of them, because of that, are subconsciously not performing to the heights they have done previously I don't know, but the evidence of my eyes would suggest that mm -hmm. something is far wrong with these players because whether or not they are consciously giving less, I would doubt, but they're certainly giving less. 
Frank, where do you go from here then? How do you fix that? Well, you better learn it. And he's coaching stuff And you bring another manager in So, so who would you bring in Frank? I don't I just, I'm, not, I'm not paid to answer that question I don't know But it, it doesn't matter who you bring in the present, it's, the present situation is not working We're not winning nothing If, if Lenny's still at the helm Next week We're not winning nothing Okay why does he pay the price then? If you're saying that the main reason for the dip in form is that the players aren't trying, why does the manager pay the price? Well, you can't sack the players, can you? You need to get rid of the coaching staff and the manager. So, do you feel sorry for Neil Lennon then? If you know, you'd, you'd you. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I, as I say, what can you do? You can't get rid of the players. Hmm. Gordon Deal. Yeah, I've got to say, I, I, I totally agree. I'd, I do, look, Neil Lennon is big enough and ugly enough to take responsibility. He's a Celtic manager, he knows what comes with the job. I do feel sorry for Neil Lennon, I really do. I think his players could um, give a bit more. Um, I think whether you like him, like his style of football, doesn't matter as a player, you're right. If you want to move on from a club like Celtic, the first thing you do is you make sure you're formed on the pitch where teams are coming, paying the money and you can get your, your move that you wanted. So I do feel sorry for Neil a little bit, I've got to say, because I do think he's trying everything in his power. Nobody wants 10 in a row probably more than Neil Lennon. Mm. But just now things are just not mm. working out. What what you know, you say everything in his power though, what if what if that's not enough? It's uh, well it's clearly not enough because in my opinion just now he can't get any more out of the team. Mm. Now that may Gordon, that may change. They could get into this week, they could you know, I can't see it coming, but they could get a good result Thursday night, get into the weekend, yep. all of a sudden thing. Because you look at these players, right? Mm. On paper, and we keep talking about paper, they're not bad players. They okay. should be performing better. Okay, on my bit of paper, you've got two more names that you need to get for tonight's teaser. Who are they? Thank you, Frank and Springburn. Um, what about Liam Henderson? Come on, Roger. No. Both Rangers. Oh. Charlie Adam. No. John Flay. Yes. Going through the Absolutely. eras now. That was a great shout with Kyle Hunt earlier on, Dad. So, what about some of his contemporaries? Greg Wilde. No. Jamie Ness. I could have. I would have put anything I own on this being the last one. It is yeah. brutal. Oh. Come on, Gordon. Darren Cole. Oh, he's done it. He's ah. done it. He's pulled it out of the bag. Darren Cole. Well done, Gordon. Be honest. You can't remember Darren Cole, can you? Darren Cole was a fullback. Yeah. Yeah. Played, right a, played, played away to Bursa Sport. Here we go. Thank you, Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. Thank you. Most importantly, though, thank you for all your calls, all your tweets, and for listening patiently. So, so busy again on the phones. We're back tomorrow at six o'clock. Mark Guidi and Andy Halliday are here. In the meantime, just stay right there. And Callum Gallagher, he'll look after you for the rest of the night. <laughs>